Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to The Keys 107 on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host tonight. Sit back and get ready. We got a hot show for you. The healthy tip of the day is up next. Rafika Consultants and Services, LLC, is on the cutting edge of emerging technologies for designing online classes and providing face-to-face and virtual technology training or help with computer programs, web design, and graphic arts. We also provide biography writing services for websites. For more information, give us a call at 631-399-0149. That's 631-399-0149. The Fluffs present the alphabet. Now found in paperback, sporting a five-star rating on Amazon.com. Moon 107, fashions and gifts that bring out the best in you. Moon 107 is an online retail store featuring women's and men's clothing and the gift shop. The woman's shop features stylish tunics, suits, and accessories, and offers the well-dressed woman an outlet to find the perfect gift for self or for someone else. The men's shop offers classy French-colored shirts for the well-dressed man. The gift shop offers organic skin, hair, bath accessories, and inspirational music imported from Africa, India, and Asia, as well as jewelry and accessories. You're listening to The Keys 107 on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host tonight. Sit back and get ready. We got a hot show for you. The healthy tip of the day is up next. The Keys 107 Network presents the healthy tip of the day. 
Well, today's healthy tip focuses on encouraging you to take a break. Take a break and sit with yourself and meditate. Take five minutes out of your day when your mind is just so tangled with so much stuff, so much things coming at you from all different directions. It's good to just take a break. Take a five-minute break. Close your eyes and clear your mind. And here are seven benefits that meditation can help you with. It increases immunity. It helps you with your emotional balance. It helps you to increase your fertility. It relieves irritable bowel syndrome. It lowers blood pressure. It has anti-inflammatory agents. And it helps with calmness. So take five minutes and meditate and learn to clear out your mind. And that's your healthy tip for today. You're listening to The Keys on Blog Talk Radio. Well, welcome. We've already gone to commercial break a little early as we had a little technical difficulty, but I'm your host, and I just wanted to remind you that uh, the Moon 107 has men's French cuff shirts on sale for $19.99 or two for $35. That's two for $35. You can log on www.moon107.com. That's M-A-U-N-107.com. Or you can call 631-AREA-CODE-657-6529 for more information. And as we get ready for today's show, I just want to remind you that all of our shows are archived, they're downloadable, and they're shareable. You can share them with your friends on Facebook. You can share them on Twitter. You can lock them up on Pinterest. You've got a lot of shareable options. And you can get to know our host. You can leave us a show a show suggestion, or you can just say hi at our website at www.thekeys107network.com. And this show today is brought to you by our featured sponsor, The Fluff. Present the alphabet now live on www.thefluffffamily.com, now available on Kindle for $9.99. Well, we are so excited, our brother James and I, um, to continue our celebration on Black Music Month. Uh, Today we're going to highlight the entertainment key that is opening doors to endless possibilities as we continue to celebrate black music. And joining us today is hip-hop recording artist Problem 13. And before we begin, let me give out the call-in number. That's area code 213-943-3618. That's 213-943-3618. And hit the number 1 on the key if you want to talk. And here at the Keys 107, we are on a continuous pursuit of love, peace, and happiness. And we acknowledge that on our journey, music plays such an important role. My co-host, Brother James, is here, and as I I said a little earlier, when Brother James is in the house, expect something wonderful to happen, and today's... Go ahead. I was going to say, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) Problem 13 um, has deep roots in hip-hop. From a little boy growing up in the Bronx, New York, he has listened to the Cold Crush Brothers and was enchanted by the vibes and the culture of hip-hop. He grew up in hip in the hip hop culture and had a natural attraction at the age of ten to the five percent nation where men were called gods and earths. And he also lived in Chicago and at the age of thirteen he heard LL Cool J I Need a Beat and he was done. That was it for him. It was on decision made. He was gonna be a rapper or an MC. 
And there's so much more to Problem 13's journey that is best coming from him. And he's here. Let's bring him on unless Brother James has something to say. If Brother James is ready, I'm ready. Oh, I'm so ready. I'm thrilled to have Brother uh, Problem 13 on board with us. Let's bring him on. And then welcome to the uh, Keys 107 family. Brother, how are you doing? Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. What's good? How's the fam? Oh, man, we're wonderful, brother. You know, we're wonderful. We just want to, you know, get right into the meat of this conversation, brother. And I want to yeah, say... Let's be- do it. Let's do yeah. it. You feel me? See, we three is in the building. Absolutely. Keeping it gully like Moe and Scully. And all yeah. X-Files will be investigated and exposed today. You heard me? Yes, sir. <laughs> and this is, the, this is the reason why you were here with us today, because from the moment we met you at Savior's Day, walking through the crowd... Your uh, your energy and your power just emanated through you, and you were so um, dynamic in just what you were trying to do to get your message across that I had to come and introduce you to my family, and um, then you came back, and I said, you know, we got to lock in with brother because I love his spirit. See, uh, when I heard you say P13, I was like, you know what? That P means power, and I really didn't understand that because that's what you are. You are a powerful force in hip-hop. And beyond. Praise so, Allah. So we're going to talk I, about that. Yeah. What I liked, what I liked about uh, Problem 13 when we first met him is he was doing it old school. He had his CDs in his hands, and he was going around talking about his music. And, I, you know, after several times I had to ask him, just who are you? But just, you know, just doing that kind of one-to-one promotions where everything is so electronic today you know you want to hear a song they tell you go to itunes and download it you know but he was like here's my cd <laughs> praise be to allah okay so we well, will go ahead yeah let's get started before you know there are some people out there who might be listening that don't know you like we know you so give us a little background i'm just intrigued at seven years old that you you know uh, was attracted to the five percent nation and at ten you know, 10 years old, you was attracted to the 5% Nation, but at 7, you yes. was introduced to hip-hop. Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, you know, I was I went to go visit family. I was, I was living in Chicago. I'm from Chicago. And I would go on summer trips to visit uh, family members in the Bronx. So as soon as I get there on my first trip, I go in the room, and my cousin, my older cousin, he's bopping to it. And I'm saying, what's that? I ain't never heard nothing like that before. Saying, what's that? He just laughed. He said, you don't know nothing about this. I said, yeah, I know. That's why I'm asking you what it is. He said, man, that's cold crush. I was like, cold crush? What What the hell is a cold crush? But I'm feeling it, though. Rewind it again. And uh, that was it, man. After that, it was like, I, I, you know, I spent my whole night, you know, just recording live tapes off of VLS and Kiss FM so I could take it back to Chicago and show what's happening. Wow, wow, brother. Let me let me understand. Don, during that time, um, there, there was a certain flavor in hip hop. Can you describe what that flavor was and is, and then um, kind of uh, paint the picture for us? How did you begin to create your own style and the, and the evolution well, of your music? Well, in the very beginning, it was it was you know it was party, in its in its genesis in its conception it was party. It was, uh, you know, braggadocious. And, of course, there was a lot of social commentary because, you know, we spoke about what we knew, you know, but, but the social commentary wasn't from a standpoint of glamorizing it. 
it was more like telling the news, you know, and 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 we need to find a solution for these problems, mm. you know. So that's what it was in the very beginning before Sugar Hill Gang came into play, you know. And then after that, you know, I'm sorry. No, we we with you. Oh, I'm sorry. I must have given the feedback. So, you know, after that, Sugar Hill Gang came in, and that's when it became a nationwide thing. But, I, you know, when Sugar Hill did their thing, I, was, I already was up on it, even though I wasn't in New York at the time when that happened. I was in Chicago. And uh, I was already up on it, and everybody was looking at me like a prophet because I was bringing stuff back from New York to Chicago and, and breakdancing, everything. And, and, and I was the only one on my block, you know. So when Sugar Hill Gang came out, you know, that just – Bigged up my celebrity more as far as <laughs> knowing hip hop and being being a you know being this hip hop connoisseur. Yes, you know, sir. and and hip hop was just my life. It's just what I wanted. You know, what I'm saying nothing more. There was nothing else I wanted more than just to be involved in anything that had to do with hip hop. Mm. You know, and as hip hop evolved, I evolved and grew with it. You know, and you know, Run D came and they changed the sound and. Then Houdini, but when I heard LL, that was it. I heard uh, LL, I need a beat. I was skipping school. <laughs> <laughs> I was skipping school, and I was in the Sears, uh, Sears shopping mall, uh, shopping store, with a, not really a mall, but like a department store. It was Sears, and we used to go there and play the, that was when the Atari 5200 first came out. So, you know, we poor kids. We ain't got no Atari at the house. We barely got the Atari 2300 or 2600, let alone the Atari uh the new joint, so we used to go to Sears and play. And the the, the, the the electronic department was right next to where the records played. So I'm sitting there playing, and I hear this song come on. And I love to start spitting. Man, I dropped the joystick. I went over there. It's like, yo, what you doing? I'm like, man, I got to hear this. And that was it, man. At that very moment, I knew that, man, I'm going to grow up and be an MC. That mm. feeling that that record gave me was a feeling that I wanted to Give to other people. So after that, man, I started, you know, I stopped rapping other people's rap. That's what I would do. I would go back to Chicago, and I would rap Cold Crush. I would rap, you know what I'm saying, whoever was, Funky 4 Plus 1, you know what I'm saying, whoever was, had the hottest joint on the tape that I could learn, I would take that back to Chicago and rap it. But now I started writing my own raps. And to my surprise, the people was feeling it, man, my schoolyard friends. My Matter of fact, when we used to go on them long journeys, you know, nobody got no 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 fare for the train, no fare for the bus. We have to walk like thirty blocks to get where we going. I was the radio. You know, <laughs> yes, back sir. then they called me they called me Shorty Walk. So they used to be like, Yo, Shorty Walk, man, you know, bus something. You know, we wanna hear something. And I would be rapping all the way for, to our destination. Wow, wow. So that's how so that's you sharpen your that's skills. How I my freestyle style. Yeah, that's how I sharpen my freestyle skills because I only wrote so much. And they wanted to keep hearing it, so I had to start just freestyling, you know, rapping off the top of my head, and I was good at it. You know, I was a natural. I was ready to do to a lot. I, I never really had to work hard at it. Mm. So mm. what were some of the topics that you, you that you brought to your mind? Where did you get your, 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 your material from? You mean in the beginning? I was yeah. a child, you know. I was, That's what I mean. I was, you know. <laughs> I was, you know, in my pre-teens, and uh, I basically rap. I was involved with gang culture. You know what I'm saying? I ran with a gang in Chicago. So I was either rapping, I was either braggadocious, or I was rapping about gang activity. You know, I was rapping about what we was doing, what we was up to, 
you know, the car we broke in last night, the basement locker we popped in this morning. You know, I basically just rapped about my world, you know, and, and I was very uh, heavily influenced and involved in gang activity. Now, at that time, you didn't know it was anything wrong with it, basically, right? Just it's just what it is. You know, you growing up in Chicago. What was it on the east side? On the west side? No, I was on the south side. I was on the, on south, the south side. side. But, no, I knew there was something wrong with it. But let me tell you something, man. We are all born with the, with the sense of right and wrong. Mm-hmm. We all born with it. We know when something ain't right. But if that's all you got, that's there. You know what I'm saying? And plus, I had, you know, my mom... She tried to be a disciplinary, you know, but it, it didn't work. I mean, look, it's like this. Her, her boyfriend, who became my stepfather, was a gangster. You know what I'm saying? All the gang members, he wasn't a gang member, but he was serving all the gang members. You know what I'm saying? Who remembers when, before the joints was rolled up, was, was bagged up, when it used to be dollar joints? When, mm-hmm. when the joint dealer would roll the joint up for you, and you just come pay a dollar. That was my stepfather. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they called him, they called him Cubie. You feel me? He was a gangster, and and I was always around gangster stuff. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I've experienced. I'll give you an example, man. You see, remember Menace of Society? Yes, mm-hmm. sir. Remember that scene when they was playing cards? Mm-hmm. I experienced that firsthand as a child. You see, you feel me? So my mom really couldn't tell me nothing. She said, "You come home, I find out you're a gang member. I'm gonna put your hands on the furnace." You know what I'm saying? I wasn't hearing that, but I knew, but I knew my mom was right and I was wrong. But these was my homies, and this is all I knew from the time I got up in the morning. And if I wasn't going to school, if I was on the block, this is who I knew. And everyone who I knew was a black gangster disciple. So I was a black gangster disciple. And see, in Chicago, it doesn't matter whether you bang or not. You're guilty by association if you live on the block. So when I got jumped by some little Pee Wee Vice Lords. You know, I ain't had no choice but to go and hook up with my GD. Mm-hmm. You know, but I was still a shorty. I was still very young, and uh, I wasn't involved in, you know, the heavier side of it. But, you know, as the Peewees, you know, they send you out on missions. You know what I'm saying? You got to, we need to raise up some money, so we need you to, you know, break in some cars, break in some. In Chicago, they got those um, basement lockers where everybody in the building has a locker down in the basement. Mm-hmm. So it's like a storage facility, you know? And it's Christmas time. <laughs> yeah. And they're very easy to get into. And that's that's mostly what I did, you know, and I threw knuckles when we when knuckles had to be thrown, you know, and I knew it was wrong, brother, but it was it was all I knew, man. It was all I knew. You know, okay, until okay. I met I when I got when I found the Papa Centers, you know, that was like to me a gang but with a deeper purpose. That's right. how I viewed the Papa Centers. Now you that know, was still was in Chicago. Papa Centers in Chicago. You know, that was New York. That's the mm-hmm. whole thing. I was only in New York in the summer. So in Chicago, for the other nine months of the, out of the year, that's what I was on. I was on that banging. And when I went to New York, I knew my lesson, you know. And it was it was kind of funny because to be a gangbanger, you're given literature that you have to learn and know verbatim. So mm-hmm. I had to learn the literature of my gang. And then in New York, I had to make sure I knew my lessons. Because if you didn't know your lessons, you got what is called a universal beatdown. Beatdown. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you say you God, you step up on the cypher, you standing on the square, you in the cypher, you say you God, and you start reciting lessons and you don't know them, well, you're going to get chumped. And that mm. was called the universal beatdown. So mm. to me, the 5% was like it was a gang, but with 
But the wisdom, see, the wisdom is what drew me to the five percent, mm. more so than the gang activity that I was living in Chicago. Mm. You know, just to soak up that wisdom and hear the guards in the cipher building, you mm. know, and it just blew my mind. Absolutely. You know, a lot of me, a lot of me that I didn't understand at the time, but just the language just Absolutely. blew my mind. Absolutely. But I understood the black man is God. Mm. That I understood. The black man is God and the white man is the devil. I understood that loud and clear, and it didn't take me but a millisecond to believe it. That's right, that's right. And you know what's so uh, wonderful out of that, that, that experience, because it takes me back to, I mean, maybe a few more years or earlier than you, but uh, the from the learning of the lessons and the language that was being taught in them ciphers um, and at the parliament and so forth, brothers began to take that language and put it into musical form, you know. So you yeah, had the poor righteous yeah. teachers and you had you had other groups, uh, uh, rappers coming out, you know, um, t- talking a talk that really could not just bop your head but get into your head. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. That's right. That's yeah. right. So and speaking yeah. of the poor righteous teachers, Wise Intelligent will be on my album. Just wanted to throw that out there. Is I that right? My first official album and Wise Intelligent just hit me on the Twitter. And he let me know today that whatever needs to, uh, for it to happen, let's make it happen. So, you know, that's something to look forward to for anyone that's on the line listening. I'm well, talking I would, my first official album, and Wise Intelligence is already set to be a guest host. Well, brother, you don't have to worry about me. I'll be one of your first um, you know, per- to purchase your album because uh, I could go back there with Wise Intelligence, Poor Righteous Teachers, and Brand Nubian to Eddie G and the Bulldog, that type of music that had substance and, 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 and just talk to us, storytellers supreme, you know what I mean? So that, that's that's a glorious time in hip-hop, you know, for me, uh, you know. So uh, I'm definitely going to make sure I purchase your uh, your new album coming out. Now, I know Rafika wanted to bring up a little bit more things in terms of you, uh, you as you coming up, and so we can paint the picture of you yesteryear and then bring it up to modern day and times to where, where you're at in your music today. So, uh, Rafika, do you have any further... Uh, questions on, on, on that process of how he started developing himself in the music from yesteryear, and then we can get to today. I think the flow is going very nicely right now. Now, we are actually naturally leading up to um, where he is today, but but from the time that you listened to LL Cool J and the time that you got involved with the um, the nation, the 5% nation, then you moved more into the nation of Islam. At what age were you? when you got involved with the Nation of Islam, and how did you meet 17. the Nation of Islam? Okay, uh, I was I had gotten so much trouble in, in, in Chicago that uh, uh, I had to move. I was getting ready to be put in foster care. So I had to move uh, to Miami, down to Miami. That's how I ended up living in Miami, Florida, to live with my grandmother. Uh, I, you got to excuse me. I, I live in the hood. So, you know, I'm walking around outside, and the noise you hear in the background, that's just my element. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> okay, so so uh, as it as it went on, you know, I'm I'm in Miami now. You know, my mother, you know, my, my mother is uh, Af- what they call an Afro-Cuban. So my grandmother was living in the, egg, the Cuban exile community. For those that remember Alien, the, the community where they snatched Alien out of, that's where my grandmother was living in this in that, in that community. So that's where I moved to, and that was like, you know, I mean, I couldn't, you know, it, it was like a shock to the system. Culture shock. I grew shock. up all my life. You know, I'm in the projects. 
I'm running with the, with the gang. I'm, you know, I'm in the hood. Now I'm in this, this totally alien environment, you know. But the thing that helped me was my pre-jump or my head start in the hip-hop culture. Because when I, when I started junior high, you know, uh, I was breakdancing, I was rhyming, and that just, I was just, the man, I was the man, you know. My name was Cooley Rock. That was the name that I took on. And, and you know, I was just freestyling, battling, you know, and that's what I was doing, and that's what made, what kept me, you know, kept my mind sane during this transition because it was a real shock, you know. And then uh, uh, some time passed, you know, and I was bored, you know, and I, I would venture out into Miami, Florida, and, you know, search and discover, and that's when I discovered the hood, Liberty City, which mm. is what I call home today. And once I discovered Liberty City, well, it's not Chicago, but, hey, it's the hood. Let's get it on and pop it. Where the weed at? You heard me? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and, and um, I wasn't running in gangs, but I had my crews. I had my, my clicks. And, and, you know, between hip-hop and the streets, you know, I was giving my grandmother a very hard time. Mm. You know, yeah. and, and then to discover down here in Miami there was Latin Kings, and they, they, you know, they was real bold with it. And me being a black gangster disciple from Chicago, knowing real Latin Kings, I stepped into that. Like, you know, y'all punks. I don't see y'all. You know, so I had my own little crew. You know, and then um, just all that type of stuff and madness was going on. Then crack came, and I wanted to make money. So I was hustling. I was making money. And one day I'm over town, right? Now, mind you, in Miami, there's no 5%ers. There's no nothing. So I'm totally disconnected, only remembering that which I remember as a child. So I'm in the drug spot over town, which is a more a more notorious hood than uh in Miami. If any of y'all Google Overtown, you'll see the history of Overtown. Overtown is considered the Harlem of Miami. Back in those days, back in way back in the forties, fifties and sixties, Miami was the place Overtown was the place that the cele- black celebrities would come when it wasn't in New York and Harlem. It's where Muhammad Ali would train, you know. Today is just a run-down slump. But I'm there, I'm serving in the spot. Here comes this dude, hot sun, shooting bow tie, and he's by himself. Now, I just got into an argument with somebody about the spot. They saying I can't be on this spot. And I'm saying I'm going to be on this spot, and I want to see who's going to move me. Five minutes later, here comes his brother. Now, this is the mind state I'm in. I'm in a mind, I'm in a... You know, I'm in a war mind state. This brother comes with a smile, right? But I can see in his eyes he ain't no sucker. He dressed like with a suit and a tie, with a bow tie, and I'm thinking, man, this dude crazy. But I can see in his eyes he ain't no punk. You know what I'm saying? So I give him an ear, a second. And then he mentions the Final Call newspaper and Minister Farrakhan. Well, I'm already familiar with Public Enemy, so I know who Farrakhan is, and that takes me right back to my days studying the 5%. So I said, oh, you and Farrakhan. And that's it. That opened the door. We started talking there. Now, I done stopped selling dope. We sitting in the dope spot, and this man sitting here in the dope spot with me, and he's just building with me. He's just building with me. He's just building with me. Finally, he said, man, you need to come to the mosque on Sunday. Now, for those of us that know the pioneer, the legendary minister, Mm -hmm. B.R., he was the minister down here at the time. So I come to the mosque. I don't know there's a check procedure. I got a gun on me. You know what I'm saying? 
I said, damn, I got a gun on me. I didn't know that they checked. I go everywhere with my gun. I don't leave my strap nowhere. So now I'm saying, what am I going to do with my strap? I don't, the, the thought did not enter my mind to go back home. I wanted to go inside that building. So I found a spot. I stashed the, the gap, came in, got checked, sat down, and I heard the most amazing, incredible thing that I've ever heard in my life from the mouth of Minister Biyad. And that's that Allah, the Son of Man, the long-awaited Messiah of the Christians, who the Muslims call the Mahdi, came to save black people in the person of Master Farad Muhammad. See, man, once I heard that lecture, that was it for me. I was in like Flint. This is what I wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I pursued. And I became processed real quick, you know? By the time my 18th birthday rolled around, I had my ex. You know what I'm saying? Two months after that, I became a lieutenant. And from then on in, this is the road that I've been on. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Well, Bella, I'm going to tell you something. Um, by you just being as frank and open and speaking from your heart, it really uh, touched me in, in a such a way because I think we all got some similarity in terms of stories to tell about ourselves. And, and it's beautiful that, you know, we can look back at that transitional time and knowing that there was a special moment, that moment you walked through those doors and you heard that message, it was transformational. You know what I'm saying? That's right. That's and right. young people need to know that, no matter how deep in, in it they are, that there's a way out. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So yes, that's what you represent it is to a way us. Out. Yeah, it absolutely is, brother. It absolutely. And this is why we bring you on, because stories like this need to be told. You know? And yes, you have sir. to not only tell it, you have to be able to feel it. You know yes, what I'm saying? Sir. Yes, I sir. I feel this, brother. You know? Praise and, be to Allah. And maybe if it touches at at least one young person that may be caught up thinking there's no way out, you already told them. Yes, sir. Look, it, all it took was a word. Nobody forced this on me. I made the change when I heard the word. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I'm going to tell you something, man, that's going to blow your way out to tell this story because it always trips people out or believers out. I was in the mosque, man, about I was registered. I was a lieutenant in the ranks maybe, about maybe I need to say five, six months before I even heard Mr. Farrakhan speak. Mm. I was in the car with my captain, and I said, but Cap, you got a tape of Minister Farrakhan? I ain't never heard him speak before, and I'm just, I'm, I'm curious. Mm. That brother captain hit the brakes. So what you mean you ain't never heard Minister Farrakhan speak before? He said, no, man, I, I ain't never heard Minister Farrakhan speak before. Minister Biot was enough. How mm. did you hear Minister Farrakhan? Minister Biot put it down so good. But now I want to hear Minister Farrakhan. The first tape he gave me was the power tape, Madison Square Garden, 1985. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That was the first lecture I heard of the minister. Already a registered FOI. Yes, sir. Beautiful, brother. You know, it is so funny. No matter where we start a conversation and how, no matter what road we travel in terms of communicating to our stories, it always comes back to the center of some type of spiritual impact. And I just want to say, you know, you used the word early on about Genesis. And when I'm, when I'm going to take you there because you are P13, you know, and that number 13 is a powerful, powerful number, you know. So, you know, for all you out there, don't think that the mighty FOI are just some thugs 
and we don't study and we don't pray and we're not spiritual. When I looked at my brother the first time and embraced him in Chicago and he, when he told and he had that 13 on his jacket. See, for me, mathematics is Islam. Islam is mathematics. So it flipped me right back to the lessons of the problem 13, which we might go into a, a little later on. But it also flipped me back to the Genesis where I first understood what the number 13 was. And it was dealing with the um, with, with Hagar, meaning Abraham. It was a 13-year period between the promise that God gave to Abraham that he would uh, give him a son. Wow. And then 13 years of the manifestation of that son who came through the womb of Hagar, which is Ishmael or Ishmael. Did y'all know that? Yes, sir. This is the Genesis. I didn't know that, brother. Well, brother, Genesis 14.4 will take you right there. But I ain't even finished. Well, actually, it's in Genesis. But Genesis 14.14 deals with the 12 years that um, that there was um, a bondage. You know, and, and, um, and after the 13th year, there was a rebellion. So the 13th year was represented, uh, the number 13 represents also rebellion. This is scripture. Genesis 14.4. Just go read that. So brother comes yes, I will. certified through the book. Praise be to Allah. You know what I'm saying? When, you, when we are given names, names have meaning. You know, names have deep-rooted meaning. And brother, yes, let me just also say this to you. So when I studied your, um, your, your, the way you go about promoting yourself on your album covers and stuff, and I looked at the first thing I said, a symbol, symbolically, the, sort of like the Grim Reaper. Did you notice that? Yes, sir. Well, you do you know yes, that the sir, number sir. 13 represents that angel of death, represents the Grim Reaper? It means, brother, that change, eminent yes, change is going to take place. It's an upheaval. It means yes, it's sir. a symbol of destruction, but the, the power to destroy that wicked one. It's nothing wrong. That is a powerful number. Yes, sir. And so when you can see that in a brother, you know what I mean? I, I got to bring it to you because we, we don't know. No, Today is not promised. If we don't talk about these things, man may not know. Those who may be listening may not know. You, brother, yes, we all have a mission, and you have been given yours. And yours is just like Minister Farrakhan said, that the prophets of, of today are the rappers. They're the ones putting out the message and helping out young ones to understand what's going on now and, and, and can also aid to let them know what can go on in the hereafter. But we have to get to that Praise point. To Allah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to leave this one little note, too, because there's so much. There's some esoteric signs with the, the occult signs and numerology that says yes, he who understands the number 13 will be given power and dominion. Did you know that? Uh, and no, that is literally. I did not know that. Brother, I'm just going to break it down because we can't get off this air without you knowing. And in medieval England, when they would hang somebody, right? The the compensation for the hangman was 13 pence, which was their unit of, 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 of exchange. 13 pence and a shilling and a little shiny penny. That's what the hangman would give, be given for doing his duty. 
That's how yes, powerful sir. number 13 is. Because all we all ever hear about the, on the number 13, that there's no 13th floor on the Empire State Building. And that the 13th yeah. was the 12, the 12 disciples sitting at the table of Jesus, and uh, Jesus made the 13th one. That's all we ever hear, but it's deeper than that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know, so I just wanted to make sure we get there before we even close out, brother, because... Right, when I hear right. the story, it verifies who you are. Praise be to Allah, God. Yes, sir. Praise be to Allah. Well, I want to take this opportunity and give uh, P13 the, the airwaves to explain to us how he came about with that name, Problem 13. We know that it was ordained, but you tell us how you got there. Well, um, when I joined the nation, I was still rapping. I was doing conscious rap. And my rap was was a lot like, uh, you know, I still hadn't found myself, my voice. So I was, you know, emulating, you know, who I liked, you know, Tribe Called Quest. Mm. You know, I had there was a they were a big influence on me during that period, and uh, I was still rapping, but wasn't no money coming in. I got married, and babies is coming, time is growing, and I'm still rapping. There ain't nothing popping. So then. I'm, I'm going to say it right. I want to make sure I get it right. I, I, as I'm in the nation, struggling with financial, with my financial woes, I'm watching, you know, the MTV crib. You know, I'm seeing these rappers who, if I'm not better than them, I know I'm as good as them, and I'm seeing them being able to give their family that which their family deserves. So I say to my wife, I'm going to get back in the game, you know. Um, at the time, I was in bad standings with the mods, you know. Uh, sometimes we don't understand our trials. And, you know, when we don't understand our trials, we don't understand that it is a trial. Our misunderstandings can lead us right back to where we started from. And that's what was happening to me. I was slowly but surely going back into the streets, you know, on a search for money. You know, this is manhood training now. I joined mm. the nation as a boy. Mm. So now I'm learning what it is to be a man. I'm learning that, man, money is very important. In this, It's not God, but in this world it is, you mm. know? And um, I get back in the game, and my boy Money D, who was my producer at the time, the guy who was making my beats, he says, man, if you're going to get back in, Cooley Rock is too old school, you know? You know, you need to come up with a better name than Cooley Rock. That's two nineteen eighty. We stepping into the new millennium now. You know, and uh, even though I was venturing back out into the world and I was in bad standings with the mob, I never let go of my study. That's something that always stayed with me, regardless of where I was in life. My lessons were always very important to me. So I'm studying the lessons one night, and I'm smoking. I'm smoking a blunt. Now, let me let y'all know, man, my life and marijuana go hand in hand. You know what I'm saying? Most of my life is wrapped around the smoking of marijuana. That's what was my thing in the world. And whenever I was in the world, that's what I did. So I'm smoking a blunt, and I'm, I'm reading the lessons, and I say, Problem 13, I read over it again. You know, money, good home, friendship in all walks of life. Well, that's the whole reason why I'm stepping back into the studio. 
because I need some money. I need a good home. <laughs> yeah, I need to get the right friends. You feel me? Yes, so I'm like, well, that name is Profit. Problem 13. So I call Money D and I say, yo, I got the name. I say, Prob- Problem 13. Long quiet on the phone. And he's like, you know, he's Jamaican. You know, Jamaicans have a way of expressing themselves. He's like, yo, the name Wicked the Money. <laughs> and when he said Wicked, when he's saying wicked, he's saying it's a very good name. Not that it's wicked and evil. But that was it. Once he co-signed it, then I was problem 13. But I was not rapping about what I was rapping about right now. See, I believe at that time that the only way I can get it is to follow what's happening, which is the thug life. And I'm also a strong believer in art portraying life. I don't believe that an artist should rap about what an artist don't know about. So if I'm going to be on that thug stuff, then I got to be on that thug stuff. And that's what I was on. And Palm 13 was dropping underground songs in the hood. And I signed on to an independent label called Locking It Down Records. And we dropped my biggest hit so far, which is a club hit. And I can't repeat the name over the, on, on this show because the, the name of the song, you know, is vulgar. It's Dance Mother... You know the rest. That was the name yes, of the sir. song. And it, it blew up in the strip clubs. That's where it blew up at. In the strip clubs and particularly in the community of Overtown. Most of my fans were Overtown. Overtown loved the record. And Prop 13, you know, I was on that grind. You know, I was doing it, getting it. And I wasn't thinking about coming back to No Mars. I was thinking about getting some money, you know. But... Something happened, man. You know, Allah has a way, you know, and it's a blessing. You know, this is how you know when you're a favorite. Mm. Allah whooped my backside, man. I mean, he really whooped my backside. And as he was whooping me, at the same time, he was showing mercy and his presence in my life. I was so wild in the street that I wasn't taking care of home. And I, when I say I was wild in the street, I was wild in the street. I was a worse thug after I became registered than I ever was before I knew the teachings. It's something about these teachings, man, that look, whatever you go into with these teachings, you're going to master it and you're going to become, and there is no fear. Once you have these teachings, all fear is gone. So I was a beast. I was a monster out here. You know what I'm saying? I was terrible. I was a terrible terrible person to be on the wrong side of. You know what I'm saying? And my wife was getting tired. She was still in the mosque. Now, all the while I'm doing all this stuff, she's still in the mosque. She's still at MGT. And one day, I guess it just dawned on her. Look, if he's doing this, I can do it too. And then she started hanging out with the wrong friends and stopped going to the mosque and saying it was one thing, you know, for me to be doing it. But no, my wife going to be at MGT or I ain't going to have no wife. You know what I'm saying? So that caused a lot of problems in our marriage, and we ended up divorcing. But she went so far off the track that Department of Children and Families had to interfere, had to intervene, and they gave me all of our children. Now, between me and my wife, my first wife, we have eight children. Seven of them were still minors. No, well, the eighth one was a late, a older teen, but she was on the side of her mother. She wanted to stay with her mother. DCF couldn't do nothing. Department of Children and Families couldn't do nothing about her because of her age. She wasn't a legal adult yet, but she was old enough to make her own mind. I think she was 16, 17. 
Anyway, um, now I got these children thrown in my lap. Now I'm selling them on you, man. I'm out here. I'm trying to get it. I done hooked up with DJ Mr. Mix, you know what I'm saying, from Two Live Crew, which, you know, a lot of people just stole for Two Live Crew, but the man got beats. The man got real beats. And he's producing me now. And we getting together a demo tape at the same time. I'm hustling. I'm hustling weed. You know, my apartment is a dope trap. You know what I'm saying? And now I have seven children, seven beautiful children in my apartment, and they're here to stay. And I'm saying, what I'm going to do now? You know, uh, I had a trip. I had to make a trip to Los Angeles for maybe a record deal with uh, Mr. Mix, and I told him, man, look, unless we got seven more tickets, I can't go. Well, that once I got these children, that messed up my relationship with Mr. Mix. That was over. You know what I'm saying? Because I, you know, if I can't handle this, you know, he's gonna go. He went and looked for another artist. I had to stop selling weed because because of my fearlessness, I didn't care about the police and that they was watching me. But I knew they were. And now that I have the children here, I couldn't risk them kick down the door with my children here. So I had to stop selling weed. So now I ain't got no money. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got no future in this music right now, it looks like. You know what I'm saying? And and, and, and on top of that, when, when she left, she left to Georgia, my ex-wife, she left with all the documentation. So I had no documentation to put them in school, to get any kind of government assistance. I mean, I was in this, man, by myself. There was no way I could get out of this if the law wasn't with me. And it was a whooping like no other whooping I ever got before. But, they ate every day. And I said to myself, how they eating every day? How is this happening? Every day we got food on the table for them to eat. And I don't understand. One day I'm coming from picking up one of my children and I see one of the brothers. Say, Brother Alexander, what's good? You need to come to the mosque. Miss Falcon speaking this Sunday. I said, Miss Falcon in town? He said, no, it's a webcast. And that was in November of 2000. Eight. That was November 2008. Uh, he was speaking at, in D.C. for Marion Barry. Mm, and right. I went, you know, I told him that Friday. I said, yeah, he talked, he talked, you know, that's what I could talk. So he talking, 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 until finally he backed me in the corner, and I said, all right, brother, I'll be there. Now my self-accusing spirit is kicking in because I really don't want to go. But I just told his brother I'm going, and, and word is born and born is life. See, even though I wasn't in the mob, I still you know, had a standard with my life. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's born and born is life, and you should give your life before your words shall fail. You just told the brother you're going to be there. You got to go. You know what I'm saying? I tell the children, we go to the monster Sunday, and they start dancing. Mm. They in the living room, they dancing. We going back to the mosque. I said, y'all ain't supposed to be dancing. Y'all supposed to be talking me out of it. <laughs> <laughs> y'all dancing. Y'all want to see no dance. Just sit down, sit down, sit down. Right? <laughs> So now, I had I had long hair. My hair was down my back when it was braided. I had to get it rebraided, and the sister said she was going to do it for me, the one who usually does it. So I loosened all my braids. I got this big, big, big messed up afro, and I ain't got nobody to braid it because the sister said she ain't going to be able to do it till Monday. So now, on top of not wanting to go, now I got to go with this big afro. <laughs> to the I'm going, I'm, I'm dragging the children, and we step in the mosque. And it was like nothing, I, you know, I, that feeling, it was just a beautiful feeling when I Prodigal walked in that son. door. Prodigal son, huh? huh? Prodigal son. 
yeah, but it just it was beautiful. So the captain called me in his office. I didn't know this captain. Uh, he's a regional captain, brother Al. Beautiful, very beautiful brother. He calls me in the office. He says, uh, I go in. I know it's the captain, so I salute him. You know, he recognizes that I still know what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, I snapped a salute to attention. Bam, now here I am, big jeans, you know what I'm saying, mouth full of gold teeth, because I had a mouth full of gold teeth. <laughs> uh, Afro, you know what I'm saying? And he sees me stand up and salute. So he salutes me back, and he lets me know, brother, that you still, you know, you still got in your blood. What you going to do? Well, I told him right then and there, I'm coming back. Of course, he hears this all the time. You know, brothers come in and they tell me, yeah, I'm going to come back, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and nothing happens. So that's how he took it. He seen this brother in front of him who he never met before looking like a straight thug, telling him, I'm coming back. All right, brother, FOI class tomorrow, 730. Well, mm. brother, that morning, that Monday morning, I went, I got my hair cut. Mm. I had to go to uh, the gold shop because I had my teeth put in with dental cement. So I had to go to, to the gold teeth shop to get my teeth, my gold teeth pulled out. Got my gold teeth pulled out, and it was all just in time to make it to class on time. When I walked in there, I wasn't in the suit, but just the fact that I didn't have the gold teeth and my hair was cut said a lot to the captain. Mm. It was very, I mean, it wasn't a big deal to me. I just felt it's something that I needed to do because I'm coming back. But when I walked in that very, remember, just 24 hours ago, he seen his wild brother. Now here I am coming there for water class, and I'm close. I shaved my beard off. I had a beard. I cut my hair. You know, and then uh, I gave up rap. I gave it up. Problem 13 was too. There wasn't no more rapping for Problem 13. Mm. But Allah, didn't, didn't, Allah wasn't with that. Mm. As, I'm, as I'm in the mosque, this is November. I step in November. No, September. I'm sorry, not November, September. This is September. I come back, 2008. October rolls around. November rolls around. I'm getting the spirit. And I'm coming across beat. I come across this CD full of beats, that CD full of beats, and I say, damn, these beats go hard. Next thing you know, I start bidding the teacher in my rap, and I'm writing this stuff down. Now, this is December 2008. By February 2009, I had the new mixtape. My first mixtape coming back, Palm 13, A New Beginning, Volume 1. That brother. sums it up in a nutshell, man. That's Psalm yes. 13. That's it, brother. Problem, I believe we want to play a, a sound. Uh, Rafika, tell them what you want to have them set up, please. Yes, Problem 13, I think this is a good time to segue into letting our listening audience hear some of your music. Can you can you tell us a little bit about the song Problem Back? And I'm going to play that, go to a commercial. We're going to come right back. <laughs> problem back. Oh, well, problem, problem back ain't really too much uh, to it. Uh, it's from the original. The original record was done by Rick Ross, which was called uh, Tupac Back. And I just liked the hook. I liked the way they did it. And I, you know, I took the beat and put my own version on it. You know, I'm coming back, so hey, problem back. <laughs> okay, here we go. Satan in the face until his jaw goes cracked. Allahu Akbar. 
many rappers, I ain't fearing none Yeah, the drum, I clear my throat, I clear my lungs Spit the truth that makes the devil fear and run The time I open my mouth, you know what's up I'm like a Taliban jihadi, bout to blow this up Anytime I grab the mic, I come tight with mine And it's quite divine, the way I write these rhymes They ignite the mind and take the people to a new level Call me Shabazz, cause in this world I'm a true rebel Abraham Foxman, go to hell cause you a true devil Drag him in the woods and bust his head with a new shovel It's the same shovel, dig the hole that he'll be buried in I'm sick of sinking and my patience running very thin Give him a hundred lashes, cross his back While I rock this track, man, problem back Problem back Problem back, all the Muslims in the nation screaming problem back, problem back, problem back, bust it Satan in the face until his jaw goes crack. Problem back, no lie is true, and a bow tie is through, looking so fly and cute. Don't think that I'm soft and come crazy at the crew, that's the guard he gets tomb with my tasty Adam Booth. I'm rough, rugged, and raw. Come on. with many styles, and you loving them all. Or you hating them all, cause it all depends. If you don't want this wicked world to fall, this all been end. I got a rude voice swag with a mix of Islam in it. Just got some new suits, I got the call, brother Dominate. To customize my cufflinks, matching bow tie with the handkerchief. I know you love the way I grab the mic and spit the manuscript. No pressure seems to ever be spitting lines. Cleverly, deliver like the mailman, regardless what the weather be. He went three the best MC, believers keep telling me. Don't believe me? You can ask Brother Gregory. Unlocking the doors to unlimited possibility.
represents the alphabet. Now found in paperback, sporting a five-star rating on Amazon.com. This portion of the key was brought to us by Moon107.com. Moon107, fashions and gifts that bring out the best in you. Moon 107 is an online retail store featuring women's and men's clothing and a gift shop. The woman's shop features stylish tunics, suits, and accessories and offers the well-dressed woman an outlet to find the perfect gift for self or for someone else. The men's shop offers classy French cuffed shirts for the well-dressed man. The gift shop offers organic skin, hair, bath accessories, and inspirational music imported from Africa, India, and Asia, as well as jewelry and accessories. Moon 107, fashions and gifts that bring out the best in you. Don't forget to visit moon107.com. And our special guest, Problem 13 To many people, he's known as P13 And he's telling us all about his journey How he got started Where he got the name Problem 13 And before we go any further We've had a caller on the line, uh, P13 uh, D. Akbar, okay. who has a question Or a statement that he wants to make to you Go ahead, your mic is live um, As-salamu alaykum, uh, family uh, Yeah, this is brother this is Brother D. Akbar. I'm from uh, Muhammad Maz Number 1 in Detroit, Michigan. And I just wanted Detroit, to just briefly say... Detroit is in the building. <laughs> <laughs> you already know. Go ahead, I just my wanted dog. To say, Go ahead. I just wanted to say real briefly, when I came into the Maz, I rap. So that was something that attracted me to the Maz is when I started to hear that it was actually... Uh, rappers in the nation of Islam. Later on down the line, I discovered uh, Problem 13. But when I started seeing that it was actually brothers in the nation of Islam that actually rapped and that actually produced music, that's what attracted me. And I believe that that is something that is going to be crucial to the salvation of our people in, in a sense because so many people in our community are fascinated by the media. They're fascinated by you know, the the uh, the rap. they fascinated by, you know, R&B. So I just wanted to say, man, I appreciate artists like Problem 13 that stand up. And it's different. Uh, it's other artists in the Nation of Islam as well, you know. But in particular, I will say, I did want to just say this, that, you know, one thing that I that I love about P13, man, is that when, when, I, when I listen to the tracks, it's like you standing up. And it's, you're not afraid to express what you know what I'm saying, what's on your heart, to say about what's going on in the industry, about what some of the rappers are doing. And, you know, I just wanted to say that, man, and I just wanted to ask to see what, what new projects do you have, um, you know, in the making. And um, 
what do you think about some of the nation of Islam artists, hip-hop artists, R&B artists coming together to try to form some type of, you know, council or some type of movement? Praise be to Allah. Thank you, brother, for uh, thank you for your words of encouragement and for such a very uh, good question, very good question. I'll begin by saying that um, in, in the nation of Islam, you know, we have our restrictive laws. We have what we're taught in FOI class. You know, there's a certain way that you have to be when you're in FOI, you know? Yes, sir. When you step into the booth, you can't have rules. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? You can't yes, be in a box when you step in the booth. You can't be afraid of what the captain might say, what your brother might say, what your sister might say. You understand what I'm saying? Because once you yes, start sir. worrying about that, it takes away from the art. See, an artist is one who expresses himself or herself through art. That's a true artist. Not not somebody who's making a million dollars off a record. Just because you're making a million dollars off a record doesn't make you a true artist. True artist in the sense of the word is a person, a human being, that expresses themselves through whatever art form they may use to be expressing themselves. You understand what I'm saying? So I say that to say this, how I feel about us coming together as artists, or how do I feel about artists in the nation, first I'll answer that part by saying that some of us have to step our game up. If our intention is to save our people, some of us have to step our game up. You understand? We have to improve our quality of skills and the quality of music that we're releasing to our people because our competition is heavy. So you might you might think Lil Wayne is a garbage rapper. He is, but he's a talented garbage rapper with talented producers. Jay-Z mm-hmm. might be redundant in his subject matter, but he's a talented redundant rapper with talented producers. Mm-hmm. This is who you're competing against. This is who already has the people. Mm-hmm. So if you want the people to come to Muhammad, this is what you're competing against. And you have to know that. You can't take that for granted. See, now artists who, who I love in the nation, Gat Turner, of course, you can't talk about rappers in the nation in the ranks of the FOI without talking about Cam. He pioneered this. Cam right. is one brother who gets my respect to the utmost and my love. He's a brother who's already been through the industry. He's done records with pioneers and legends. He's toured with pioneers and legends. He's made money, and he did it all being true to himself not selling out and doing what they did. You see? So you can't say mm-hmm. nothing about NYMCs without mentioning Cam. Then you can't mention Cam without mentioning his younger brother, young brother who sit on the mic. You know? So there's a lot of talent in the nation. You know? But all of us need to get on that same page as far as talent-wise. You can't just make a record talking about Muhammad and Farrakhan and think people just going to feel it. You got to bring it. You got to be an mm-hmm. artist first and an FOI second when you step in that booth. You understand what I'm saying? Now, as far yes, as sir. us coming together and forming, forming some kind of council, that would be very beautiful. But first, we have to put aside all egos. There's a lot of egos, man, and there's a lot of uh, 
I'm looking out for myself. I'm not going to mention any artists in this interview. You know what I'm saying? But there's artists right now that I'm not happy with in the nation. And whenever I get the opportunity to get face-to-face with them, I'm going to share with them how unhappy I am and how it needs to change. So you have to want for your brother what you want for yourself. And the Honorable Muhammad said that you are not a Muslim unless you want for your brother what you want for yourself. So if you're on Twitter and you got 5,000 followers and your brother got a record out and he got 100 followers, why not retweet your brother? Why not pull down and pull your brother? Why not lean down and pull your brother up if he's your brother? And this is the problem that's going on with a lot of us that rap in the nation. We want our piece of the pie. Not knowing that if we come together, we can take the whole pie for ourselves. Right. You understand? Ego got to get put aside, man. And I ain't scared. Of no, dude, let me tell you something about me, man. I ain't scared of nobody except a long time and a person of Muhammad, his Christ, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, and his apostle, the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan. So I ain't scared to speak it how I see it. You know, and there's some of us, man, that we need a wake-up call, man. Mm-hmm. You know? And then there's others of us that are very beautiful in our representation of the brotherhood and our representation of wanting what your brother, what you want for yourself, but that's not all of us. Mm-hmm. You see? And unless all of us get on that page, there ain't no coming together to form some kind of council. Mm-hmm. Because who's going to be the leader? Now we all argue about who's got the hottest lyrics. <laughs> You well, know? Or, well, pe- and in some cases, it's animosity. You got to understand, some of these rappers have been doing it in the nation for a minute. I just dropped my first mixtape in 2009. Mm-hmm. You know? They see problem 13 everywhere. And they're feeling intimidated. They're feeling threatened. Well, well you know, brother, I can tell you myself. Go ahead, brother. I was going to say that you do have other callers on the line, but I wanted to ask you if you had to make a choice right now to either hear or play walk it like I talk it or when I flow. Which one would you want us to play right this moment, brother? Walk it like I talk it. And that's what it is. Then when we come back from this musical break, we're going to go back to that line and we're going to bring on the next questionnaire, the next person on the line. I hope I answered brother's question. Lyrical vernacular, verbally attracting ya. I use my tongue to flip the words like a spatula. 
in the game, but they ain't matching up. Problem 13, P13, I'm him. Hip hop messiah, modern day rock him. All eyes on me like Tupac Shakur. Hip hop got a disease and I got the cure. The devil got a grip on hip hop for sure. My rhymes are holy water and I got a lot to pour. Exercise the demons like the exorcist. Satan's time is up and he's expecting this. I'm like a black panther screaming black power to a white world. Standing strong with the black erected fist. So you can get with this or you can get with that. But it's the fact you love the way I rip the track. That's right. Walk it like I talk it. Back it like I rap it. Bring it like I sing it. Don't believe me. Come and see me. Walk it like I talk it. Back it like I rap it. Bring it like I sing it. Don't believe me. Come and see me. P13 and I'm coming with another verse. God damn, there's another hearse with a black man being buried six feet deep, covered under dirt, leaving behind another mother hurt. Damn, I'm tired of seeing black men dying young. Five single mothers with no fathers for their dying sons. It makes me angry, that's the fury that you hear on the mic. But it sounds so good, it makes you cheer cause it's tight. Makes you say, man, that brother dead be bringing the flavor. Hip hop is dying, Master Farrar sent me as a savior. That's right. You can take it, you can let it alone But you can't deny my swag when I get in the zone When I spit it, man, it has to be massive Garbage rappers corrode and rap like battery acid Grab the mic real tight, jump on the track and I smash it Three on three, bringing real rap back to the masses When I fuck it like I talk it, back it like I rap it Bring it like I sing it, don't believe me, come and see me Walk it like I talk it, back it like I rap it Bring it like I sing it, don't believe me, come and see me all right, family, we are so sorry to the technical delay, but the Akbar partners, we were just trying to squeeze in a couple of these songs uh, before the end of the day, but y'all can continue on with your conversation. We do have some other uh, folks on the line that want to ask a question or make a comment, and uh, this is a beautiful well, I day. Wanna, I want to tell Akbar that I want you to get in the studio, brother, and I want you to yes, get sir. together, put together a project. Because, see, what we need is more of us. And the more of us they are that are actually bringing it, then the more chances there is to form this council. See, you can be a part of the council, you see? So yes, get in the studio, brother. You know, get in the studio and, and, and get the devil on the run. Mm. And anything mm. you need from me, brother, anything you need from me, man, you got it. All you got to do is yes, you need sir. a feature, if you need advice, Whatever. All you got to do, you hit me on the Facebook, you hit me on the Twitter, whatever. You got me. Yes, sir. All right, mm-hmm. but I want to yeah, hear all, That was all that here? I really wanted to touch on because I know that there's other callers, you know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no I'm doubt. definitely going to reach out to you, man. No doubt. What's your rap name? D. Akbar. I got, I got a couple yeah. projects out right now, like a couple mixtapes, oh, okay. but I'm working on okay. the album. Okay, did you ever hit me? Well, hit me up, man. I want to hear them. We waiting for a verse, me and Brother Carl. We waiting for for uh from a verse from you. Well, can I can I hear oh, something? Oh, I told Brother Carl. I told I told Brother Carl to send me that to resend me that beat. You and Brother Carl, all right? I told Brother Carl he needs to resend the beat. It got lost in the email, so he needs to resend it. I told him that last week. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna say, um, you know, just to get to the other callers because, you know, I didn't want to take up too much time. You know, I got a Twitter. Uh, it's one look, Akbar, and you can you can get to the link to some of my music. 
It's one look okay, Akbar, I got and that's one spelled out. All right, one look Akbar. I got you. Well, Akbar, the Akbar, I think this is a good time to uh, tell you that the Twitter for the Keys 107 Network is at the Keys 107. So, you know, connect with us so we can keep in touch with yeah, you. I'm like, and we do have yeah, some I'm more about calls. to get on that. Okay, we have some more callers. On, and also join our Facebook group as well. We yes, have sir. some more callers on the line, but um, the Akbar, maybe you can come back another time because I do want to hear what you got. Yes, ma'am. P thirteen, and that's what it's all about. P thirteen, um, black DJ yeah. Black Caesar was in the chat room for a little while, hey, and he wanted me to tell you, my boy. Yeah, he wanted me to tell you that you're doing a great job, and he's here for your support. Hey, and I also see that he's on the line. But before we bring in Black Caesar, we're going to bring in um, Anthony, who was on hold for a few minutes. Anthony, okay, your mic is live. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. How you doing, P thirteen? What's going on, man? All right, Malikum Aslam. I um I just wanted to speak to you for a minute because it's a blessing to have Brother James and Sister Rafika on the line at the same time with you. You you very privileged um, to to have that kind of attention. But you you touched on something. (laughs) You you, (laughs) you touched on something. They, they don't uh-huh. don't pay them no attention. Don't pay them no attention at all. <laughs> we we focused on you right now. You, you spoke on something earlier, man, that really piqued my interest, and I and I wanted to um, get your opinion on it. You out there in New York? We out here in the Midwest in, in the Chicago well, I'm in Miami, Northwest. Brother. I, I'm in Miami. Oh, you in Miami? Okay, okay. That's yes, what's sir. up. That's where I'm at. I'm in the bar. That's where I'm in the twenty nine. You got that strong New York accent, so I'm sure you come from yeah, New York. Yeah, I, 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 I grew up there, and I was heavily influenced by the culture there, so it stayed with me no matter where I moved or where I lived. Okay, you know, so you, you, say you can take the boy out the Bronx, but you can't take the Bronx out the boy. Absolutely. That's even better for, for the question that I have. How far are you from Miami, the, the pork and beans, that type of area? I'm right there. Pork and beans. I'm right up the street from the pork and beans. I'm in the hood, man. I'm in Liberty City, man. It don't get okay, more that, climate than this unless you go over town. <laughs> that's, that's, even, that's even better for, for the question I was going to ask. We got a real bad problem out here right now with this violence in the music community. If there's anything mm-hmm. that you could say to kind of help me point me in the right direction of how to approach these cats on, on dealing with dealing with some more positive lyrics and, and events and things like that, I, I would greatly appreciate that because that's a big problem in the music industry. We just lost two or three major players up here in this area with the music, and um, it's getting out of hand. You as an artist and coming from the streets and being in the involved in the nation, what type of advice would you give to some of these brothers out here that's going through the problems with the violence on a day-to-day basis? Wow, that's a heavy one, man. That's a that's a, that's a question for Minister Farcom, man. But I'm gonna try to answer it. Now, are you a registered member of the Nation of Islam, or are you just a brother? No, I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I'm I'm not a I'm not a um, Muslim. I okay, try not to okay, get wrapped up okay. into religions. And, and okay, I, that's fine. I, yes, I, I, want, 
I, I want somebody like you to answer the question because, in my opinion, you know, and I don't mean this in, in no disrespect to Minister Farrakhan in no kind of way. I got the utmost respect for him. But he's not in the streets. He's not living a life. He's not the one who is directly involved. You you out there. That's why I'm asking you. Well, God, I'm going to tell you like this. Sometimes... You just got to, you ever heard the Christian saying, let go and let God? Absolutely. All right. Ms. Farquhar once said in the lecture, he said that a good teaching is not going to change us. It's not going to make us better. If that was the case, we would have became better with Marcus Garvey. We would have mm-hmm. became better with Noble Jew Ali. We would have became better with Donald Elijah Muhammad. So the good teaching it's not going to make us good. But a teacher comes because God is merciful and he wants to give you the chance before he whoops you to change your, for you to change, make his mind up, make your mind up to change your way. So above in the street, I'm going to tell you me, man. When I left the mosque, the studio I was recording at was two doors down from the mosque. And I was smoking weed. I was selling weed. I was running the streets. I kept the gun, I was smoking cigarettes, and I wasn't hiding. Now, brothers that knew me, when I was in the mosque, I was selling a thousand papers of issue. That's how I got my name. And Falcon gave me the name Muhammad, Savior's Day, 1995. You know, me and a, and a group of other brothers that were selling a thousand and more newspapers of issue. So these brothers knew me from then, and then they see me how I am now. They said, come on, Brother Alexander, come on, Muhammad, you're better than this. But I wasn't trying to hear it. Hmm. See, when a person makes up their mind how they're going to do what they're going to do, ain't really too much you can tell a person like that. They have to, it's two ways of learning something. You can learn the easy way or you can learn the hard way. Now, the easy way is listening to someone who tells you and adhering to what they're telling you. That's the easy way. The hard way is going through it yourself and then realizing that what the person was telling you was good all along. So when I'm out here in these streets, brother, and I'm seeing what I'm seeing, man, they're not trying to change, brother. Our people Hmm. are not trying to change right now. We love wallowing in the mud. You see? So we're not Hmm. trying to change, man. We're not trying to change. Look, I'll be out here selling my mixtape, man. And I get people come back to me all the time how much they love my music. They ain't changing, though, because they heard my music. They're not trying to find out who Master Farah Muhammad is because they heard my music. They're still on the same thing that they was on when they bought my CD. Now, I I may have dropped the seed, you know what I'm saying? But ain't no change come yet, you see? So you can tell a brother what you need to tell a brother. For his own good, tell a sister what you need to tell a sister for his own for her own good, and she'll either do he or she'll either do one or two things: they'll listen to you or they'll cuss you out and tell you mind your own business. You feel me? And that's the reality, you know. And that's why the weather is the way the weather is. Haven't you noticed how strange the weather is? Thank you. Absolutely. See, God is angry now. He's not just angry with white people. He's angry with them. Yes, he is angry with them. He's angry with America. But he's not just angry with them. He's angry with us, too. We have had 
messengers, leaders, and men sent to us for over 80 years. And we're still in the same condition. Why? Because we refuse to hear a good word. We refuse to acknowledge knowledge when we hear it. We live in ignorance. What is ignorance? Ignorance is to ignore a fact. See, somebody telling you the sky is blue, you you, you ignore it. The sky ain't blue, I don't want to hear that. You're ignorant right now. You're ignoring the fact of what I'm telling you. What I'm telling you is a fact you can't deny it, but you're going to ignore it. I'll give you an example. Christmas time. Here's a Christian, devout Christian, loves her Bible. Says she reads it every day. Says she's about to go buy her tree. So I say, well, sister, are you aware about what the prophet Jeremiah says in the Bible about the tree? She says, no. What does Jeremiah say in the Bible about the tree? So I take it to the book of Jeremiah. In her Bible that she loves and says she believes wholeheartedly, and I show her what the prophet Jeremiah said. Don't follow the way of the heathen. For the heathen go into the forest, chop down a tree, bring the tree into their home, nail it down still, and deck it with silver and gold. Then I tell her, ain't that what you're about to go do? Well, you ain't going to chop the tree. You're going to go buy the tree from the person who chopped it. Then you're going to bring it in your home. You're going to nail it still, and you're going to deck it with silver and gold. Well, your Bible tells you not to do that, that that is the way of the heathen. Well, I don't care what you say. I'm still going to go get my tree. See, that's an ignorant person. Doesn't mean that she doesn't have intelligence. Doesn't mean she's stupid. She's just ignorant. I just showed her a fact, and she's deciding to ignore it. That's us as a people. We are ignorant people. We ignore facts. So let, let me let me let me interrupt down. you. Let me, let me interrupt you because uh-huh. I got you. You opening up a whole another can of worms, and I don't want to cut into somebody else's call. I'm I'm gonna mute out after I ask you this. Ignorance uh-huh. requires leadership, and you mentioned that earlier about leadership. How many leaders we have had in the past? Like up here, where I'm, well, you know, I don't know how much you know about Chicago, but this is like gang bang. I know about Chicago. <laughs> I used to bang. I was a black gangster disciple. Okay, I, I, okay. I'm from Racine, man. I went to, I went to <laughs> Okay, that's what's up. So you, you know that we used to have leaders and structure in place, and um, and some years ago, it di- it didn't quite go the way that it's going right, right now. Right. How you feel about how you feel about that? The lack of leadership, or it's it's, it's about to be a, it's about to come to a point where they gonna put somebody in place that people may not want to be in place. You know what you think about that? As far as the see, people just the being freelancers. Here, here's the thing: when you say freelance, you mean freelance gang banging? That's what's going on right now. It ain't no structure. Okay. You talking about you talking about gangbangers that ain't following the leadership. They ride, they got their flag, they riding their colors, but they doing what they want to do. Exactly, they call it renegade. Well, well, brother, that's the sign of the times and what must be done. Hmm. See, we are stepped in madness. So in our madness, our surroundings will become even more mad. You think it's only happening in Chicago? No, sir. Oh no! Oh no! Right now, right now, the Compton Crips decided don't call us Crips no more. We still going to rock with blue, but we ain't Crips no more. We riders. Hmm. So now they banging against all the other Crips. Hmm. 
And they and they quit. And they say, don't call us Chris. We're doing our own thing. So, see, this is God stirring up the hornet's nest. Mm. See, Jesus tells you in the Bible, man, I don't, I, I ain't come here to bring peace. You know what I'm saying? I didn't come here to bring peace, man. Nay, a sword. I come to turn, you know, brother against brother, mother-in-law against sister-in-law, father-in-law against son-in-law. I come to turn the house up upside down. Why, Jesus? Because it is time now. Either righteousness will survive or wickedness will survive. And in order to establish peace, you must first go to war with the elements mm. that are anti-peace. Mm. You see? That's what I so, wanted to hear. So there's that's, not, that's, that's, that's not going right to be any peace in the street. There's not going to mm. be any peace in the streets. There's not going to be any gang truth. It's not going to happen. The only peace is going to come, and I take this back to what you said initially in the interview, that, you know, you really ain't, you know, following, you know, religion or whatever, what have you. But I'm going to tell you this, dear brother. When God sends us a leader, you don't have a choice to pick the leader we want. He sends who he sends. And our mm-hmm. choice is to either follow him or not. Mm-hmm. You understand? We don't have the luxury of telling God, I don't like this leader. I want to follow that one. See, that ain't how God works. You understand? And I humbly Absolutely. submit and suggest to you, brother, that the only man that's going to bring peace in the street is the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. The only time mm. the gangbangers are going to be at peace is when they come up under that star in question and call themselves FOI. And that's the only peace that's going to come amongst us, brother. Mm. We must prepare mm. to do battle with our real enemy, but we can't do that until we come together ourselves. Mm. Very well put. Uh, uh, brother P13 and uh, Brother Anthony, great questions, and uh, we're, we're you, definitely Anthony. touching the people. Thank you, man. Yeah. Yes. No, you 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 got me. You got me. You answered. You 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 said the answer that I wanted to hear, and, and I'm satisfied with that. Yeah, that's that's Brother James. Go ahead. I'm I'm muted out. Go ahead, Brother well, James. I just want to say, uh, P13, Brother Anthony does a show with us on Sunday called The Rook, and okay. Um, Anthony, you are more than welcome to invite P13 on your show and continue your conversation. Yes, yes, yes. Man, absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's, it's something that I want to talk with you about. Um, I don't want to take up too much time, but if you can um, extend your information to Sister Rafiki and Brother James so I can communicate with you about something musically, we'll, we'll talk a little bit later. I don't want to take too much time on that show. No doubt, no doubt. All right. You got that, big brother. Chi-Town representing right there, huh? the Chi-Town connection. All right. We're going to keep it moving, keeping it live. I think we got a brother, DJ Black Caesar, on the line. Your mic is live. Go ahead, Black Man. Black Caesar. Oh. <laughs> What's up, well, P13? What's going on, brother? What's popping? I just want to say, man, that you are the epitome of black people, man. You are the one that I listen to on rap music right now. You got my ears open to the ground. I hope you got everybody else's ears open. You are the truth, brother. I just want to let you know that. I salute you. Hey, I represent you. I promote you. I do whatever I can for you. And I just want to keep that going. I want everybody to know we got a new problem out there. 
and his name is P13. Check him out. Praise be to Allah. Thank you, Caesar. I love you, man. And I want to thank uh, the I want to thank everybody that let me come on tonight. Uh, I want to thank you guys for bringing me on the Keys show tonight. It was wonderful. My man P13 is killing out right now. If you don't know where he's killing at, check him out on Facebook, check him out on Twitter, and also check him out on It's a Problem 13. Hey, check it out. Check him out all over the place. He's all over the place right now. You guys. Well, Black Black Caesar, we're getting ready to go into another P13 song called Apocalyptic. Why don't you introduce that for us in your DJ way? (laughs) Okay, guys, check this out right here. This is my man, Problem 13, with Apocalyptic. Hey, check it out. Just check out the song right here. Listen in. Check it out, and if you like it, get with us and download it on his website, Problem 13. In the words of Genghis Khan, I am the punishment of God. If you had not committed great sins, God would not have sent a punishment like me upon you. Brace yourself, the apocalypse is coming your way. Problem 13 on the mic, I ain't coming to play, I'm coming to slay. Game over, saving it loud. P13 is on the mic, there's no playing allowed. Why so many rappers surrounded by gay rumors? These fake rappers I like, cancerous brain tumors. They killing the game with their simple-minded lyrics. My brain in my brain, man, every time I hear it. Now some of them got skills, but they lie too much. How they thugs and they gangsters, they get high too much. Frontin' like they serving bricks, spitting murderous threats. Gang bangers, but they never put in work for the set. For example, take Little Wayne. He's such a fake. Talking body, blood, gang, and won't bust the straight. He be the great in black women. But all the while, he in the closet underground with a gay lifestyle. And our babies don't know. They don't realize. They say the rapper is a faggot. They don't see the lies. Rick Ross, you a fat fake pretending and yet the real Rick Ross suit you for identity death. Huh. Assalamu alaikum, walaikum assalam. Yeah, I heard you call me out on your little song, now it's on. Talking about I need to kiss the ring of the dawn. You looking for a problem? Well, I'm bringing it strong. I'm bringing the storm. You ain't a dawn, the battle's on. The only dawn I recognize is Louis Farrakhan. He the real deal. You just a fat punk and lucky that your fat ass will fit in the back trunk. You say you from the city where the Muslims, even Christians hate. That's cause you soft like cake and every word you spit is Fake. I don't hear that gangster talk you flexing I don't know any gangsters used to work for the Department of Corrections Remind me of the final scene in Hustle and Flow Lying to the whole world about you Hustle and Flow You a fake, you a fraud, you a liar, an imposter But you know how to play the role, you deserve an Oscar Fabricate in your past, I'm taking the facts Truly, boy, you never was a booby boy, but you got big boobies, boy. There's no way Mr. Rose can handle me. Meek Mill is gonna have to help him understandably. Assassin with a bow tie, brother is on. The safe to wire, but I'll fry ya like I'm Brother Mazone. Your cover is blown. And it's whatever if I ever meet you. Step to P13, I will make you catch another seizure or a heart attack. 
high cholesterol You should've thought twice Before you chose to disrespect the gods So you can kiss my ring You gotta start requesting on it Bit off more than you can chew Hope you learned the lesson from it Only fake rappers need to go to hell and die Making a living off of telling lies Feeding poison to our babies and misguiding them This is problem 13, I'm finna rise for them You can take it personal, I really don't care Don't see me in the street, step to me, man, I dare you But you won't step to me yourself, you'd rather send some rules Or pull your cat, cock the hammer, squeeze the trigger, boom It don't surprise me that's just what cowards do Kill me, you better know A lost rap will shower you So put your finger on the trigger and squeeze I'd rather die on my feet Than live on my knees I ain't never scared But homeboy, you better be If I was you, I'd listen to these words And just let it be The time's getting uglier My people saying beat Slow it down before these niggas put a slug in ya but I'ma keep talking the truth I'm locked in the booth And I'm not coming out till I talk with the youth About these soft shoe pumps You get no respect Unless you get right with Allah And get your souls in check You a pawn for the devil And you ride with Satan I'm an enemy of Satan And that's why I'm hating As long as I stand with Allah The devil not stopping it Apocalyptic production Welcome to the apocalypse Look at this mess you made. I'm not gonna clean up all this blood. Wow. It don't get harder than that. Yes, sir. I thought y'all was gonna play the remix. Oh, we're gonna, we gonna get in there. I think we, I don't know if we got it all loaded up, but we're gonna play what we got, black man. We're gonna keep it for rolling. Sure, for sure. Yeah, but before we go on to another a musical episode here, I think we need to bring in a brother that you could appreciate that's on our line right now. And it's a brother from up there in Connecticut, and he goes by the name of Chris Muhammad. You live on the air, Black Bank. <laughs> Assalamu alaikum, dear family. <laughs> greetings, greetings. Waalaikum salam. Hey, for y'all that don't know, man, that, that's my manager right there. You know what I'm saying? Chris <laughs> Muhammad, Palmer Management. You know what I'm saying? He putting the nail in the coffin of all these dudes. You heard me? Sir. Yeah. I just wanted to stop through and uh, thank Brother James and Sister Rafika and the 107 family for the great job you were doing and for bringing our brother, Problem 13, on your show and showing him that love. And I want you to know that that love will never, never be forgotten nor forsaken. No. Mm. No, it will not. Mm. But, you know, um, we love y'all truly from the heart. Yes, sir. to Allah. So um, and, you know, to... I'm going to tell you something, man. I'm going to tell you something. Hate is a very beautiful thing. And I'm going to tell you why. I encounter hate a lot in what I do. Sometimes, or in a lot of times, in a lot of cases, for my own registered brothers and sisters. But let me tell you why hate is such a beautiful thing. Because when you get somebody like Sister Rafika and Brother James to come along and shower you with, with love, you appreciate that love so much more 
because you're dealing with hate all the time. Mm. So hate is a very beautiful thing. I want to tell the haters, please keep hating. Don't stop. <laughs> we need the hate. Yes, sir. Bring you to a law. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, I wanted to take a moment, um, P13, to really talk uh, uh, uh or introduce to some of our listening audience who may not know, because Brother Chris is so humble that you're never going to know. If, you, if if I don't pull it out of him, he's not going to say it. But he's also the publisher of that fabulous magazine, Hammer Magazine. <laughs> That's right. Crazy. Hammer Magazine in the building. Yeah. That's right. Well, oh, Chris. Chris, you can yes, talk sir, about ahead. it. It's okay, Chris. You can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm I'm always been the type of soldier who 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 likes to let my work speak for me. And uh my work is not just Hammer magazine, but my work is sitting on the line right there with problem thirteen. And he speaks Praise loud and clear. Lord. He speaks loud and clear to hip-hop, sending a divine message and warning to a lot of people in, in, in the music industry that you need to really tighten up on what you're doing. Because you right. you're not prepared for what's coming, you might not no, be able to handle not. it. Hell, you might you can't even handle it now. Mm. But that's right. Hammer Magazine, oh, man, that's a beautiful publication that that really – is dedicated towards the building process of our community as a whole and in general. And um, it really, we we need self self improvement and self development. We need to know about business because a lot of our people yeah. don't know how to handle business, especially yeah. in the music business, where you if you don't know the uh, fundamentals of how to organize, plan, control, and direct your affairs, you ain't got no yeah. business. Yeah, you know, and we have to practice those principles on a daily basis, on every scale, if we're going to be successful. And this That's is right. And this is what backs Problem Thirteen in Hammer Magazine, because we practice those fundamentals every day, every step of the way. So you you are not going to see a turning on the heels on any aspect we do. That's mm. right. Well, that's a wonderful thing. We wake up, we live it, we breathe it. We intend to build something we can call our own with every aspect That's of right. our life. That's right. That's right, bro. That's right. I well, was asked a question. Go ahead. I was asked a question a couple of days ago um, by somebody who said, uh, would I sign to a major record deal? And <laughs> without, a, without hesitation, I answered no. Because <laughs> the major record deal is not going to benefit my people. And the first thing they're going to want to do, the reason, if they want to sign me at all, would be to silence me. Mm. See, I understand how the industry works. I understand what put on the back on the back burner means. You understand what I'm saying? So, Man. yeah, you'll offer me a whole lot of money, but the next thing you know, you're going to tell me, oh, you can't rap about Farrakhan like that. You know, we need some more, you know, we need some more of the sub rap. You know, we need you to be more gangster and less Muslim. And because I know that's what's going to happen, Y'all can keep that money. Because the first thing I'm going to ask them, first thing I'm going to tell them first quarter is, I ain't changing. And I'm not going to sign no contract for you to back shelf me when I refuse not to change. Hmm. Look, you know, look, now can I'm I on ask, a contract with you. Yeah, go ahead, brother. 
I just this is for both of you, you know, because you're a team. You know what I'm saying? You got to have yeah. a team when you roll through this industry, or even to do anything in life and be successful, you got to have a team. So I want to throw yeah. it out there. What is the goal of P13, and how are we going to get to that goal? Are we making that making headway towards that goal in terms of music and reaching out people? Well, my personal goal is it's a little shallow, you know. Mm-hmm. I want to turn the game upside down like Tupac did. Mm. I want to. Mm. I want to make. I want to make these niggas cringe. Mm. I want to ruin their career. I want mm. people to stop buying their records. I mm. want people to hate them until they start loving themselves. Mm. You understand? That's my goal. As far as teaching them and all that, well, once they come to me, they already know where I'm appointed to. I'm appointed to the Honorable Minister Louis Farquhar because I ain't no teacher. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not here to teach. I'm here to turn this thing upside down, man. I'm not here to get down and and blow the game up. No, I'm here to burn the game down. I'm Mm. in the building, and I got kerosene and matches. Mm. And I don't Mm. care about burning up in it myself. As long Mm. as I take y'all all with me. Mm, so my personal goal is just to, to just, I just want to make niggas cringe, man. I mm. want them to hate, hate the sound of my name. I want, when when I step into the building and they say P13 is in the building, I want them sneaking out the back door <laughs> because they don't want to see me. You understand? That's what I want. That's my goal. Yes, sir. I'm I don't want act, the money. Bro. I don't want the fame. I just want to make niggas cringe. That's what I want. Wow. <laughs> the devil now, is on the run. That's right. That's right. So, Brother Chris, yes, answer yes. that, Black Bear. Well, <laughs> Brother See, Problem And that's me. why I got Brother Chris as a manager, because he's going to take care of the money aspect. He's going to make sure my family eats, because that's not what I'm in this for. I'm in this to, to stop Satan. Go ahead, Chris. You'll be more ahead to tell him what it is. <laughs> well, I've always said this about brother. I believe that he is a, a, a vice chairman of a new music coming out of our people. Um, I don't, I don't see in a lot of rappers who can really articulate the way the teachings of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad the way he does. Um, the way he demonstrates that science in the form of music really sets a, a higher standard for a lot of people to become greater or fall by the wayside. Um, yeah, it's a destroying time and it's a building time too, but you got to be able to remove the impediments, and there's That's a lot right. of impediments around. Mm-hmm. In, in, in our lives that got to be removed And we can't pussyfoot our way through this battle Yes, uh, yes, that's right When we when we coming through uh, If we were dealing with a garden or such You got to tear that soil up Just to get down to the good part mm. <laughs> That's right That's so, right So a lot of people ain't going to like How we tear up this soil To get to the good no. part but ain't gonna like it. when it's time to reap the harvest, you're going to love the result. Mm. That's right. That's so right. if that means mean going through 
uh, some of these brothers and to get them right. Well, love got to go through hell to go, to come out right. Mm, that's right. <laughs> that's right. You know, my father had to put a whooping on me. My grandmother had to put a whooping on me too. That that made me not want that whooping no more. And Minister Farrakhan right. will tell you himself about them type of whooping. So you better believe that a whooping is coming. That, right. And a whooping Look, is man, here. Minister Farrakhan, Minister Farrakhan said this in Los Angeles some years back. He said it in Miami again. He said the day would come when these rappers promoting filth and degeneracy on stage in front of our babies, the day would come when we would come to the show, come up on the stage, and, and beat your ass. And that's just <laughs> how he said it. Well, that day has come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, tell when you're dealing with a man like Minister Farrakhan, everything is not in the literal sense. We're dealing with a spiritual man who's being guided by God himself. God's by Jaren on earth. Take it or let it alone. So when he says a thing, you know, you might have the picture in your head of 20 FOIs jumping on stage and beating down Little Wayne. But that may not be necessarily what the minister meant. What he could have meant was an artist would come that would be uncompromising, that would not have a, a love of money or a fear of the synagogue of Satan who would not be a jockey or a groupie who is starstruck by these artists and would tear into their ass like an angry father and a son. Mm-hmm. Because these are my children. <laughs> I am the father of this thing. These Go are ahead, my children. Bro. I'm about to tear into their ass and put them on time out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Please believe me. <laughs> I can show you better than I can tell you. Let this thing get thicker. Y'all see well, you know, since um, since we're celebrating Black Music Month, and now that we have your manager on the line with you, I wanted to find out what is what is your plan to get your music out there? Um, because the old paradigm of getting the record deal is not is not um, a character. Right. Well, we're not. not yeah, we're not trying to get. You know, we're not going to the old paradigm. We're trying to. You know, I already told. We're trying to burn that thing down. But me and Chris, Chris is masterminding some things. It's on the hush-hush right now. We really don't want to let the cat out of the bag. But we are masterminding some things. God is pioneering this thing, and we're just following the guidance that is coming our way. We got some things lined up, and just know that my first official album is in the works, and it's entitled Blood Off My Hands, the Mujahideen Project. Wow. You see? And uh, that's as far as I'm going to go. But if Chris wants to go any further, then it's up to him to do it. But I'm under strict orders not to talk. Well, well, (laughs) too much. Too much, huh? I I will say this. um, Problem 13 will be coming to a lot of areas soon, very soon. And um, you will be seeing more of his great work on a worldwide level, um, and the impact is going to be phenomenal. Um, like like he said earlier, I really can't discuss how that's going to be done, but it is in the works, and um, it's going to be a big thing. You're going to love it. 
Well, brother well, you Chris, know, I think and, um, back in the days when Public when Public Enemy came out, with that that energy, that search, that sort of defined that era in our in our music. I think P13 is going to come out and define eras eras in the music too. And our brother Jay's, I didn't mean to, to cut you off. Please go forward. Oh no, but you know, I just wanted to say to both brother Chris and to P13 that you know what, the Keys 107 will be there to help in whatever capacity. Well, we just want to be able to just to, to be involved, whatever little level, to help you in the success uh, of this project. Yes, sir, brother. We, 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 well, we. I, you per- know, I'm gonna hold you accountable, brother James. Cause oh yes, sir, this brother. It's gonna get hot. Yeah, it's now, gonna get hot. gonna get hot now. <laughs> well, I roll up my sleeves, brother. <laughs> I'm Chris. You know, yes, uh, sir. The talk about the scriptures talk about the word becoming flesh. See, yes, right sir. Right now, it's just the word. But once mm-hmm. it starts becoming flesh, it, that monster gonna get scary. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Get ugly, man. Well, brother, bring, my boots are in the ground right now, so bring on the mud. Let's go. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's take a moment and uh, go to another song. and we come back, I just want to ask uh, Brother Chris and, and Brother P13 a few closing questions, and then we'll wrap this up. Sure, no doubt. Uh, Brother James is on the wheels of steel, so. <laughs> do your, Ooh, am I? Am I? Okay, because. Do, your, cause do you, your DJ thing. <laughs> but listen, listen, listen. I just know that we've been exchanging. You know, for those who don't know, Sister Rafika and I are husband and wives. We are a team. We do everything together. Now, I can't tell you which button I have to push right now because sometimes. <laughs> We need our better half to make sure we get it right. So. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to hit a button. I, I hope it's the right button. I'm not no DJ Black Caesar, but I'm going to give it a try. You hear that Black Caesar? Right. We may have to come get you, baby. <laughs> okay, this track is called When I Slow. Oh, yeah. When I slow. God in the person of Master Farad, he came in the flesh to take away the black man's pain and distress. It's problem 13, that's my name, I suggest. You wake up to the time before it's too late. I'ma keep on saying it, keep on screaming it, keep on bringing it. Flip the mic, flip it, take with no bling bling in it. They say that I'm the best in the nation, I'm believing it. Yeah, that's right, I took it, I back it, I know it. You know it, so you love the way I'm rapping when I'm flowing. Please don't ask me why I hate on the United States, or why I deal with a Caucasian with a blinding hate, or why I refuse to trust the system and go against the grain with such persistence. Before you ask me any of these questions, save it. Instead of asking me why, don't you ask Troy DVD. 
I'm something like a genius on the mic What I mean I bring it tight It ain't no thing when I recite All these lyrics that I write There's a science methodology To how it's done to make it sound like it ought to be And I've been mastering it Listen up close, that's why you blast it Because you're bearing witness for show When I flow, you can tell I'm a professional Come easy, I just open up my mouth Let it go Representing the reality of God that was given To the most honorable Elijah Muhammad He's living, standing strong on the right side of Master Farad They on the mother wheel and Farrakhan They backing them hard when I flow I articulate my words when I rip And my flow is precise with every word that I spit Bringing heat that makes you feel like you in front of the sun Hated by many but confronted by none When, when I, I flow, flow. I'm gonna keep it real on the mic When I flow I bring the truth with the zeal that you like When I flow I got the style, the flavor, the charisma When I flow You can't deny me or the swag that I give When I flow You know what the rapper do it like me When I flow I come to the truth, I'm the truest MC When I flow Was the field nigga crackers hungry for beating down the overseer? Man, he tried to punk me. We were made slaves by the fathers of this country and proud to be American. How dumb can one be? Damn, when it comes to flowing on the mic, I'm the man. It's key to the one three. I know you feel them hot lyrics coming from me. Come a free black man because the devil don't run me. And I ain't trying to sign a contract with the devil. You don't know, you can come in contact with the rebel. Anti-satanic shit. Going after big rappers in the game and make them think like the Titanic did. Cause they went over to the dark spot like Anakin. When I flow, I make them all start panicking. I bring it hard like a mannequin. When I flow, I kill the fake and do away with the shenanigans. It's damaging the way I flow and scream on the beat. Call me Dwayne Wade, cause I'm bringing the heat. Not be in the street, I be in the street. Huh, huh, picking a fight with the devil, never seeing defeat. When I flow, I'm keeping it real on the mic. When I flow, I bring the truth with the zeal that you like. When I flow, I got the style, the flavor, the charisma. When I flow, you can't deny me or the swag that I give. When I flow, you know what the rappers do it like me. When I flow, I show it through. I'm the truest MC. When I flow, I make sure you comprehend every rhyme. When I flow, I give flavor to a lot every We're back with uh, P13. P13, your mic is live. And, uh, Chris, I wanted to find out from you uh, before we went to that song, When I Flow, are you the responsible for doing the graphics for P13's work? I'm not responsible for doing all the graphics, no. There's, there's something. P13 does a lot of graphic design on his own. And, in fact, he inspires me to do a lot of my work. Thank you to a lot. See, I didn't know that you had that graphic talent, um, P13. Yeah, I, 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 designed, uh, I designed my whole website. Mm. Oh, very nice. Yeah, all okay, the pictures on the website with the exception of, uh, I think, two on the website that Brother Chris did for me. And then everything else, yeah, now, you know. I don't have, when you just, you, you don't got no choice. You just got to step out on faith and, and know that Allah is with you and just do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Well, another thing is, you know, that cre- that creative um, design, you know, that just shows forth who the new architects of of hip hop 
art today when we can come and design our own by ourselves, you know. That's very relevant to who the new architects of this music business is. Mm. Well, family, I want to let you all know that um, we are actually getting so very close to the uh, end of our show. We want to make sure that our listening audience knows how to uh, contact, how to get that music from P13. I want them also to know how to get to the Hammer Magazine and let them all know that we family and we will have a family reunion once again on the Keys 107 family. Uh, this is a network for us all. So go ahead and let them know your, uh, your information and people get your uh, your pen and pad ready because you don't want to miss this information. Uh, P13, you go ahead first, brother. Okay. Um. You can, you can stream and download and share my music at www.lookingforaproblem.com. Lookingforaproblem.com. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at this is problem thirteen. At this is problem thirteen on Facebook. Just search problem thirteen. And uh, you'll be able to hear on the website, you'll be able to not just uh, uh, hear, stream, share, and download music, as well as purchase my latest CD, my latest mixtape, The Wolverine, and merchandise. But there's also music videos, you have blogs, uh, you have my bio. So there's a lot going on at the website. You know, and you can check out the single, which is Slaughterhouse. That's Mm. the single. Unfortunately, we weren't able to uh, play it tonight, but that's the lead single we're leading out with. It's called Slaughterhouse, and uh, you can hear that at LookingForAProblem.com. Wow. Well, Chris, you're up now, and let's just say to the listening audience, you will get a chance to hear Slaughterhouse, so stay tuned to the Keys 107. Chris, go ahead and give your info as well. Well, you can come check out Hammer Magazine at www.hammermagazine.biz. That's for business. Hammermagazine.biz um, You can also Check out on that site uh, Some great tracks From Brother Problem 13 um, And my new book That we released um, At the beginning of this month Called Chakra Healing After 400 Years mm. um, This is a book that I wrote To help um, Promote he- Inner healing in the self of man and woman. Um, and it's a great tool for music artists because if you really understand how your chakras work, you can actually tune up your vocals and be- become a better deliverer of your music. Mm. Teach the science, brother. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, um, Oh, and make sure y'all come to our Twitter. Check out our Twitter at HammerMag1. Um on Twitter. Okay, we we have to close out. I don't want you to get cut off, but Chris, we um extend the invitation for you to come on the Keys 107 and talk about that book. P13, right. thank you. We'd like to thank all of our listeners. Can I if close you have out with questions. A Wait, if you Can have I any questions. Go ahead, go ahead. Can I close out with a freestyle? Can you hear me? Go ahead. Yeah, that we ain't got slaughterhouse. house. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Yes, sir. No doubt. All right. And we're going to do it like this. Y'all get ready. Strap on your seatbelts. We'll give y'all a minute. Strap your seatbelts on. All right. 
always kept it 100, homie. Even back before the boat top, when I used to stay bloody, homie. Pull the gas quick if you played me for a punk, homie. Snatch you up, slap you up, put you in the trunk, homie. Drive to the glade, see you straight to the gators. Get you like now or later and steak your potatoes. But nowadays, I'm a Muslim, F-O-Y savior, F-O-Y soldier, F-O-Y godchild. I'm still very hostile, but much more civilized. Call out the devil, stab him down, look him in his eyes. He make a move, I shot the taste out his mouth. Bang on him hard like the sound of the bass in the south. Sick and assassin, hate him with passion, degrade him and mask him, castrate him and blast him. On a hunt for the pump, Abraham Foxman. And blood clot, boy. Well, I'm down. Mother boxing. Sack full of rocks. Molotov concoction. Blast like a shotgun. Every time I drop some, boom. Watch the last die. Problem 13, F-O-Y. Modern day wise guys, children of Israel. New world vanguard. F-O-Y stand hard. Who's the black man guard? Richard Cohen talking about the nation is a hate group. I don't hate you, Sackett. I just hate you. You ain't a real Jew. You an Ashkenazi. Truth full of rage in it. Take the Talmud and burn every page in it. It'll be a story in. I'm David. You're delighted. You know how the story ends. You can say I'm upset. I'm on a mission. Something uglier than usual took the bow tie off of this one. Understanding the time and what must be done. Accept your own and be yourself, but y'all must be one. One people, one nation, one time and forever. Jack Turner hollered, I told him I'm down for whatever. Burn down the game, rebuild it, and come run it. So sleep, p one threes, you getting greasy, 100. Wow. And that's how we end this show. Problem one, three, we love you, baby. Let's keep it hard. Let's keep it, let's keep it real. Thank you for coming on board. And I don't know if they can hear this because I think we finished with the recording, but they heard most of that freestyle, and I know it went through them. All right? So we're glad we made this thing happen. So we will be talking, brother. Let's stay in communication, and let's spread this real word. All right? Peace and love. No doubt. All right. Every time. Yes. Slav. The Keys 107. Checking out. Peace. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.